When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Okay, Jonathan is supposed to be doing the Score North download, but he was on the phone. So we're you, good. Do you just want to go right to it? Are we good? It? Yeah, we'll get, let's, we're let's, good. let's get I'll right just, to it. I'll just play the highlight. Don't here. even here wait. Okay. Bradford deep down the middle and on target again to Adam Thielen. Mike Zimmer, Pat Shermer talked about the need for more explosive plays. They're getting them. Here's a very explosive play. It's a touchdown to Stephon Diggs. The Vikings trying to attack deep down the middle. Adam Thielen running free in the secondary and corralled by P.J. Williams. 17 catches last year, 83 catches for the year. They throw to Diggs. Is it a catch, and is it in the end zone? Yes, and yes. And he punched the ball into the stands after a Minnesota touchdown. Those are just a few of the highlights of the next mystery guest, but I thought it only fitting, since this is the first guest of this decade, that we bring on the first pick of the last decade. And I welcome in now the great Sam Bradford. How are you? Oh, boom. What's up, brother? I am good, man. I am good. How about you? I'm doing great, man. It's great to hear your voice. Are you, are you in Oklahoma right now? Yes, sir. Dude. I'm soaking up the sun in lovely Oklahoma City. God, that sounds amazing. Not All right, Sam, so I was not prepared for this guest at all because you are the mystery guest. So I, I guess uh, the first thing I want to ask is just is just how you're doing. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of oh, interviews with you. I know you're not like a huge social media guy. And just uh, since you've been out of the NFL, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, man, life is great. Uh, man, just enjoying being a dad. I got a little boy who, uh, he's two, and then we're going to have a little girl sometime in the next few weeks. Oh, congratulations. So, man, honestly, just kind of enjoying being a dad and hanging out and getting to do some things that I haven't got to do, you know, because of football. So how, how much football do you watch? Are you still like a, a football junkie, or have you kind of backed away a little bit and focused on your golf game? Yeah. Uh, well, definitely, you know, the summer of the golf game is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I'll watch it. Um, you know, my two-year-old, he doesn't have a whole lot of patience for football right now, so the odds of us ever sitting down to watch a full game are pretty slim. Um, you know, but if it's on, I'll definitely take a peek and, you know, try to watch what I can. Dude, I gotta know. Have you ever thought about going into coaching? Because I used to, I, I, I tell the guys down here about like the meetings I used to sit in with you, and the things that you, like your brain was one of the most amazing things I had ever seen in the NFL in my life. So, have you ever thought about it? 
Uh, man, I would love to coach minus the stress and the time commitments. Oh. So other than other than those two things, it would be great. Um, you know, maybe maybe later down the line, um, you know, as my kids get older, I would think about it because I do love the game and I think coaching would be a, a great way to stay involved and to be around it. But I mean, you've seen it. You know what those guys go through. Um, you know the season. I mean, they probably put in more hours than we do. Yeah. And uh, you know, right now, I just think that would be that would be tough to spend that much time away from my family. Absolutely. Talking with Sam Bradford here on Purple Daily. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's pictures of Mike Zimmer when he took the job, and pictures now, and it's like the presidents. You know how they all have like gray hair when they're done. It's the same kind of thing for uh, for coaches. Oh yeah. Well, I I want to ask you just about you know that when you were here as a Minnesota Viking, and it's one of those things that Alex and I, because you guys played together, we talk about all the time of sort of what could have been in the Sam Bradford era. I, I want to know what your what your favorite part of the time that you were a Viking and what part that kind of keeps you up at night still? Um, man, I love Minnesota. I mean, I really, I have a lot of great memories. Um, you know, I wasn't there for a super long time, but, um, man, obviously the year that, you know, I got to play with Boone, <laughs> that was obviously, that was always entertaining coming to work with him. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Obviously what keeps me up is just the knee injury. Um, you know, I think it was extremely frustrating to come out and, you know, play the way I did and play the way we did, you know, week one against the Saints. And then, you know, for my knee to kind of respond and act the way it did the rest of the year, you know, that was frustrating just because, you know, we did have a great team and, you know, I was really looking forward, um, you know, to kind of what we were going to be able to do that year. Sam, I got a question for you because there's there's talk about Stefanski possibly leaving to go be a head coach somewhere, and, th- and then that's just another yeah. OC to kind of roll in through here. Number one, what are your thoughts on Stefanski becoming a head coach? You think he's ready? Man, I think Stefanski's great. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was there, you know, uh, my second year when he stepped into the role as quarterbacks coach, um, you know, just being in the meetings with him on a day to day and watching the way that you know, he prepared in the way that he got us prepared to play. Um, it was extremely impressive, uh, you know, from the way that, you know, he broke down tape to the way his mind kind of worked through things and how to attack a defense. And then you look at, you know, what he's done this year, given the chance, you know, to call the plays and to be the man in charge. Um, man, I think that, you know, he's definitely, you know, a serious candidate to take one of these head coaching jobs. You know, what's interesting, Sam, is just the demeanor that Kevin has since I've been covering the team. He is about the calmest guy. I mean, he doesn't seem to... Alex and I were joking about how I don't get too high or too low on the radio, unlike Alex, um, <laughs> <laughs> who's just always at always at you uh, you 11. Seen, you should have seen Boone on the football field. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. He gets, if you think that he gets like that on the radio, I can only imagine... <laughs> If you were able to see him in the huddle at times. Uh, so yeah, well, I've, I've definitely gotten a lesson on what it is like to be Alex Boone's teammate as doing this show uh, throughout the year. And I, and I could say good, good teammate, it's but always best. scares you a little. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but, but with Stefanski, I mean, I think he is, I think he has a good demeanor for it because it is such yeah. a, an emotional roller coaster every single season. So the, the best coaches that you had along the way, was that a trait uh, that you think that they had? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I think, you know, as a coach or a player, the longer 
you're in the league, you know, I think the more you understand just how much of a marathon and not a sprint the season is. Um, you know, every year you're going to rise and you're going to have lows, but, you know, you've got to just stay even keeled and realize that, you know, if you didn't play great one week, you know, you've got to bounce back the next week and get ready to go. Um, and I think Stefanski, he's kind of always had that demeanor. You know, he was great with us, you know, that year, you know, we were obviously rolling, but, you know, his approach never changed week to week. You know, we came in and went about our business the same, regardless of how the prior week had went. And I think that's really what you're looking for, you know, especially in a head coach, you know, someone that's able to deal, you know, with success and adverse and adversity in a positive way, um, you know, and motivate and encourage his team to do better each week. I got to say, I think that you guys are both great that year, Stefanski and you, and, and being as calm as you were and level-headed. When you talk about having – is it true you've had seven offensive coordinators? Man, I stopped counting, but yeah. <laughs> so here's my question. You have that many OCs. Yeah. And it goes – I mean, every year it's different. Does, does that play mental yeah. games, especially for you being the quarterback? Well, how's that like? Yeah, you know, obviously – you know, it's tough when you're learning a new system. Um, you know, I would equate it to really learning a new language every year, um, you know, where you're trying to lean on maybe a pass offense or a pass language, and then you hear the new play call and you've got to translate it into the new offense or the new language and what that means, Um Whereas, you know, when you're in the same system, which, you know, it only happened to me a couple times in my career, but, you know, you're really able to grow, you know, in year two, you know, year three, right. when you're speaking that same language, um, you know, things become more natural. You're able to take more control. Um, you know, it's not as much of a learning process as it is really a mastering process, uh, you know, and understanding exactly, you know, what you want to do you know, with the play call that you're given and with the choices you have to change it at the line. So I would say that, you know, the longer you're in a system, the more comfortable you become, um, you know, just the more freedom and the more options you kind of have. Yeah, and Sam, I guess I'll always wonder what would have happened in 2017 with another year with Pat Shermer, who you know um, so well, if you had gotten to play that entire season and what type of numbers you could have put up. I I am interested, though, because when you were there, it's it's you and it's Pat and it's Kevin kind of separated from Zimmer's defense. And, uh, you know, your but your relationship with Zimmer, I was there when you knocked him down and nearly dislodged his other eye uh, in uh, training camp. I feel like, just from my perspective, reporting on that 2017 camp, that you guys built a relationship that was good at that point. What was what was it like being a Zimmer quarterback? It was great. Um, man, I, I tell people in this day that you know I love Coach Zimmer. You know, I think he's probably you know the favorite coach that I've ever played for. You know, it's it's a lot of tough love, but you know that you know when he compliments you, you know, or he praises you, that he really means it. Um, you know, but that year, I think our relationship really developed. You know, he took some time off um, in the off season to deal, you know, with his eye. Mm-hmm. He was having some of those procedures done. And so, you know, he really wasn't around a lot um, during OTAs. And so, but he would watch the film every day and then we would text about it. And, you know, I think that's where our relationship really took off. You know, and it really helped me just because, you know, we would talk about, things from a defensive standpoint, you know, how defenses 
were going to try to stop us, what they were looking at, you know, what he thought defenses were keen on. You know, and we would go through, you know, like that year before we played the Saints, I remember sitting with him, you know, Monday. You know, we probably spent 30 minutes together just watching the tape of their defense. He gave me his thoughts on their defensive coordinator, his favorite calls, what he liked to do. Um, you know, so I had a great relationship with Jim, and I learned a lot about defensive football, you know, and the way defenses, you know, the way they think, the way they break down offensive opponents, how they try to stop them. Um, you know, so I was very grateful for the time that Zim took, you know, to spend with me and to teach me about defenses. Dude, you know what's crazy is like, imagine what these two would have done with the whole training camp together, like getting ready between Zim and the defense and Sam and the offense would have been absolutely stunning. So now here's what I got to know, because everyone's counting. I'd say a lot of people are counting the Vikings out because they're going down to New Orleans. Do you think the Vikings have a chance this week to go down there and stifle the Saints? Of course. Um, you know, with, you look at the way that Zim has built these teams. I mean, his defense is always going to give his team a chance to win, right? right? I mean, the way that they play, the way they get pressure on the quarterback, if they force a couple turnovers and the offense capitalizes, I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, the Vikings can beat anyone on any given day. Um, Now, will they? Who knows? But, I mean, if you're asking if they've got a chance, they've definitely got a chance to go down there and win. Yeah. Well. Okay. So you shredded the heck out of the New Orleans Saints defense a couple of years ago. What What was the key to that game, and how can you repeat that? Obviously, Delvin went over a hundred yards. So let's just start there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I think I think throughout the year, everyone's seen that. You know, for the Vikings, you know, to play well, Dalvin needs to play well, get the run game going. Um, you know, I think blocking Cam Jordan's probably a big one of the do. first things that they've got to handle <laughs> yeah. and take care of. Um, you know, but it's the playoffs. I mean, everything matters. I mean, you got to win the turnover battle. You know, you got to stay ahead of the sticks. No penalties. You know, you've got to play. You know, the best football of the season to win in advance each week. That is a classic Sam Bradford. Like, po- you just went into podium mode there. <laughs> sure did. Like, what? Wait, what just happened? We played great. They played great. <laughs> like, like you weren't blinking yeah. and staring right at the reporters. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know you do that, but we're like, is he looking? Like, is he looking through my soul? Maybe that's just a thing you do. He used to do it to me, too. He'd be like, he did, he'd go like this. No. Like, ah, no. Probably, probably depends on if I thought your question was valid or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, so, wait, do you mean more eye contact is less valid? Or I, I, I'm, I'm not understanding. Now I'm We're like backwards. thinking back, We're like, backwards. wait, yes, I ask him this uh, or like, what's that? I'm sorry, Sam. He took it too far. He took it too far. <laughs> Uh, something I'd love to know to uh, to wrap up here, and I really appreciate your time, Sam. This is a great mystery oh, yeah. guest. I I got Alex Frank Gore last week, so he had to get me back with a cool guest. Dude, because, you are more you're Frank Gore level, dude. Yeah. Absolutely, no uh, question. There we go. So something that I like to hear. I've talked about on the show is there was a throw in training camp that you made to Stephon Diggs in 2017. That is, I know training camp, but it was the night practice, and I swear mm. it's one of the best throws I've ever seen in my entire life. So nice. And I, <laughs> I, I wonder what you think is the best throw you made as a Viking because your downfield percentage was in, incredible, throwing to Thielen and Diggs. I wonder if you had a favorite I have one too. Favorite throw. Oh gosh! I'll let I'll let Alex get one, one first, and then I don't know. I don't know if Sam's going to remember this, but it was against the Green Bay Packers, the first game in the stadium. Diggs. It was three ninety two protection, Play and action, I had right? to block uh, Mike Daniels all by myself, and he went right through me. And I remember giving up ground grudgingly, and I go, "Man, <laughs> Sam, better throw this ball." I swear to God, the sweetest looking ball came out from the right side of my head, and I was like. 
I go, Mike, that's a pretty ball. And 72 <laughs> yards later, Diggs caught it. And I was like, my God, that was beautiful. I almost killed Sam because I tackled him so hard. I loved him. I, this guy was incredible. I, th- I think I do remember that. But, yeah, it, it was probably – I would say mine would probably be uh, – golly, I don't know. I feel like the first touchdown to probably Rudolph in the stadium. That was just – there were a lot of nerves going into that yeah, Green Bay game. I think was. I'd only been there a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, I was really hoping that it went well and we went out and played great and got the win. And, uh, you know, I would say – that was a pretty memorable game for me. I keep trying to encourage through the radio Kirk Cousins to use Kyle Rudolph. It's he's he's, he's just We're trying, dude. so massive, and if you just throw it yeah. anywhere near him, it will stick to him. Yeah. I, I I will say, you know, throwing to Rudy is you know kind of an acquired deal because he looks covered most of the time, yeah. but he's so big and his hands are so good that if you just give him a chance, he's going to catch it. Now you did. And that's something I, I. That's something I learned pretty quickly. Yes, is, you threw to him a lot. And Eighty-three that, catches that year. Yeah, you know, you know, Scott Turner, our quarterback coach. You know, when I first got there, we kind of ran through the roster, and he just kind of gave me a breakdown of, you know, what we had and kind of each person's strengths. And he's like, "Listen," he was like, "If you're ever in doubt, just throw it to Rudy." He was like, "I promise you, he'll catch it. If it's anywhere near him, he will catch it." So, and I, that's something that just kind of stuck. And sure enough. If you put it in Rudy's area, he's coming down. So this is funny. Uh, Alex, I have turned Alex into a huge analytics fan not a, not a chance, recently. Yeah. And uh, the cra- the crazy thing is about that is when throwing to – when anyone during his entire career throws to Kyle Rudolph, the quarterback has 112 quarterback rating. Like, just just throw it to no. him. You'll be okay. Just throw it to him. Right, exactly. Um, so let me, let, let me just ask you this, Sam, before we let you go, man. Um Cousins, like your thoughts. You you guys played him in 2016. It was actually a great battle. Uh, you guys oh, went back dude, and forth. Don't do that. I, okay, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I know that's the uh, that's the Jake Long last game. Don't do it. I just I just I just need I need I need a court. I'm sorry. I need a court. Yeah, it's like you're 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 doing us a favor being the guest. Like remember that game you lost? I'm sorry for doing that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, Sam. I'm just I just need a quarterback's like what you see to another quarterback with Kirk Cousins. Like well, how do you view him? Man, I think Kirk's a good player. You know, I think honestly, I feel like sometimes he gets a lot of heat that's probably not justified. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, you know, as a quarterback you probably get more praise than you should when you win and you probably take more blame when you lose. But I think Kirk's done a great job. Um, you know, it's it's a tough position to come into up there, you know, with there's a lot of expectations, you know, with that defense and that team to win. But, you know, I think he's handled it well and you know, he's played really well, you know, for what, ten or twelve weeks now. Yep. Were, were you staring right through me on that question? Or not? It, it felt like he could burn through your soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, all right. Well, I I encourage you, Sam, since I'm just handing out advice here to quarterbacks. Keep playing golf, man. We uh, congratulations you. that that you're going to have. Congrats, Sam. That's I, awesome, dude. I'm I'm uh, from the stories that I've heard about your golf game. I'm extremely jealous because I love golf and am terrible. So. Um, Best of luck to you there, and uh, hopefully we can do it again, man. Sure. I mean, if if you yeah. start, you know, once your kids start to get a little older, you get to grind some tape, come back on, talk football anytime with me and Alex. Yeah, that sounds good, guys. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me today. Thanks All for right, coming yeah, on. Take today, care, Sam. Sam. Thanks. All right. Yep. See you guys.
That's awesome. That was great. Dude, yeah. he's great. Now, it's Love funny because um, just with Sam, I had to continually tell Twitterers and our listeners, he is insanely talented. You have no idea. And when you put a struggling couple of tackles who I think were second, third string You're tackles. You're doing it again. You're going down this road. We I know. don't need to. I know. We could just be like, yeah, that was a bad year. And uh, it, But it wasn't. It, uh, that's the thing is that it was so close to being a really good year. It's so close to Chargers, being an amazing story. Where you're the mean yeah. that like, oh, every game by three points. Well, you didn't do the three points. Yeah. So you deserve to lose yeah, the game. Like, I know. And I probably shredded the hell out of Sam after those games. No, no, no. I hope you didn't. No, I, I sure I did. I mean, that's the job. But, but uh, his overall Viking career will always have that. What if he had played yeah. in 2017? Because as the Vikings rode that magic carpet ride throughout that season, it was always in the back of everyone's mind, including Mike Zimmer, that you know, in case this thing is going to fall apart at some point. And there was even some conversation of, would you be crazy enough to start Sam because he's healthy in the NFC Championship game? And, of course, everyone said, no, but you, you don't want to do that. that. You yeah, can't you can't do that. do that. You can't do that, especially because that's not right, number one, to the player that you're benching. And, number two, it's not right to your team. Like, you've gone so far with this one guy, and now at the last minute you're all going to bail. Like, that would, as a teammate, that would nothing could hurt you more than that. Like, you'd be like, dude, Casey, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you, man. So, I don't even know what yeah. we're doing. You're like you, how do you bring that up? Hey, team meeting, quick, got it. Uh, Casey's done. Like yeah. you would <laughs> have guys throwing, th- yeah. You'd have guys <laughs> throwing things at you. They'd be like, "Dude, go yeah. sit down." Yeah. Uh, th- so that happened once uh, in Buffalo in the the actually another miracle game, the Music City Miracle. Mm. Rob Johnson started over Doug Flutie, even though Doug Flutie had started the whole year because Johnson was the guy that they had traded a top pick for, and the owner demanded that Johnson played because he was good in Week 17. So it has happened. But that's the one thing that always I keep coming back to is the team was so good. It's the number one defense in the NFL. They could run the ball. Jarek and Latavius were really good running the ball. And... Uh, Thielen and Diggs are at their best as they have been for a couple of years now, but they're they're emerging as being an unstoppable duo with a guy whose arm was just golden. Bradford's accuracy down the field Stupid. was so incredible, and to have we talk about all the time about Kirk and his ability to throw down the field with the play actions and stuff like that. Well, in 2016, Bradford was every bit as good with play action as Kirk Cousins has been. The problem was they didn't get to use it that often right. because it was the struggling running game. and that, that, that killed us. Yeah, and, yeah. and losing some games yeah. and things like that. It just wasn't able you, to be used as much. If you can't run power, you can't fake running power. Like Nobody's going to step up. And that's, what, that's why so many teams are like, well, why, why can't this team just use play action? Because they have no run game. A team's going to play them in, against nickel and dime the whole game. I, mean, I remember times when we were here and Chad would come out, Greenway. Yeah. In nickel and dime. And there were games he didn't even play. Because we would just play teams in nickel and dime because they were like, listen, this team has no run game. And if yeah. they do for some reason get one, we're just going to put Chad right back in. Like, we're fine. So with him, dude, Sam could get it done without a run game. I mean, there were games that we put on his back. And I mean, I think that Washington goes differently. Has Jake not torn his ace or his Achilles? And, yeah. You know, and then the last play of the game, we got to chuck it up with a, you know, I mean, it's just. Things that were like, my God, this cannot be real life right now. And it was. And it was, Sam did a great job of keeping everybody calm because he was one of those guys. You, you, I mean, you heard him. He never gets too high. He laughs a little bit. Like when he would laugh, we'd be like, oh, God, he laughed. 
<laughs> because you know he was just always so like he was the guy that everybody respected in the room. He was the Peyton Manning. He was the guy that was like, hey, listen, we like these. Let's do this instead. You'd be like, oh my god, this is amazing to watch this dude talk. See, that's what's interesting to me about Bradford and his relationship with Zimmer and how they built this bond through. I remember that with the OTAs where yeah. he was in Kentucky. Uh, recovering with the eye, where they basically told them, Mike, you have to get away from football. You're not going to like see stuff. And that's going to be a problem for coaching football. And then him texting, I remember that with him texting Bradford, and they became by training camp close. Not in exactly the same way with Teddy, but really like that. like Really a close bond. And it is notable that with Kirk, we're in year two and it still feels like it's a totally yeah, different it's planet. It's, yeah. it's it's just, I think it's different personalities too. Like like I said, Sam kind of gave up this like, yo, I'm the boss. And it wasn't in a disrespectful way. It was just like, everything's going to roll through this brain. So at the end of the day, if I see eye to eye with you, we're all good. If we don't see eye to eye, then we need to talk it out. And Sam was big at like, giving guys their respect. Like if a receiver was like, hey, listen, Sam, I think we should do this. He would totally consider it and be like, all right, well, and then he'd look around and be like, well, is that going to affect us with the safety? Is it going to, you know, and if the other coaches would come down, like, listen, Sam, I don't think we can do it. You know, they might buzz down and say, he'd be like, listen, why don't we save that for next week? Like, he was very open to guys. That's why, like, this exchange you see sometimes on the side, you never saw that with Sam. Nobody would have ever yelled at Sam like that. Like, yeah. oh, you, you need to throw me the ball. He'd be like, what? Dude, I threw you a pretty ball. You didn't catch it. Like, that was the only thing he would have said back to people. Mm-hmm. And I remember him in the huddle, like, he was very nuts and bolts about it. He said, like, you should have heard Booney on the field. There were times he'd look at me and be like, yo, shut it. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> Done. Because I was trying to keep guys happy and, like, we're yeah. good. We're yeah. okay. We're going to keep going. And Sam back. no, it's time to get serious. Doesn't matter how they feel. We got to go. But yeah. Go time. And uh, it's interesting because he becomes a guy that ends up as somewhat of a punching bag for snarky people Dude. with the... Ooh. Bradford with oh, I'll fight. I'll the fight people with, about him. right and that and well and that's what I'm talking about is the contract that he had uh, you know coming out as a rookie it was different yeah. it wasn't like if you get drafted you get X dollars you right. negotiate it and then he was in Philadelphia in a very uncomfortable situation with them drafting a quarterback right. and him wanting to get out of there and it was there was a holdout that was weird and sort of. Uh, ended up putting him in the headlines. It was Carson Wentz, wasn't it? It, it was. That was when it they was. drafted him, and they were like, "No way, they're going to start Carson Wentz." And then they traded. Yeah, dude, that it, was crazy. It feels it like happened. forever yeah, ago, it but it, it put him in the crosshairs of a lot of criticism because he didn't win a ton of games in St. Louis and in uh, Philadelphia, to, and then in Minnesota. To but, his credit, though, when he was in St. Louis, I was in the 49ers. Their defense was really. Suspect. Well, like, that was the thing is that he, like he mentioned, he it tells you how much circumstance plays a role in whether players succeed or not. Right. He has multiple knee injuries that ultimately end his career. Sure. He has a bad organization in St. Louis that drafts him number one. He plays pretty well, but never could build off of that right. around him. And actually, Kirk Cousins is the opposite of Sam Bradford, where Cousins has dropped himself. Even though Washington is a bus fire, they had Sean McVay. They had they did have Sean McVay. Deshaun Watson, Pierre yeah. Garçon, two great tight ends. I mean, they had all, all these great situations for him, just like he has now, and he's able to succeed. So I'll always think of Bradford as one that has a lot of different Things you can talk about. And I think it was a great mystery guest. Good thank job, you. Alex. Thank you. And thank you. All right. When we come back, Jeremiah Searles. <gasps> so it's just like a 2016 party here. Jeremiah Searles is going to break it down. When we return here, you listen to Purple Daily on Score North. 
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.